What up, metalheads? Richie Caballera Insight here, and you're jamming with today's boondoggle. Keep it heavy. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at, uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our BitChute channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well, so please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time, and thanks for listening. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble channel, please hit that follow and subscribe button. Um, and if you're listening to us on whatever podcast platform you listen, you utilize, uh, please hit that follow and subscribe button too. help build up our uh, following so we can continue to bring you interviews like the one uh, about to have today now it's uh richie hume, hume. That- yes sir yep you okay. got it all right yeah i butcher names all the time so this is all right this, uh, this score this score this one as a win today yeah of the band weapons of a new and yes, uh yeah this should be an interesting uh conversation because you're like down there near ground zero right now 
Yep. I'm at my dad's place. It's, uh, you know, it's pretty well equipped. There's like some storm shutters right here. I'm sort of out in a windowless spot. It's actually his patio, but, uh, I feel pretty secure in here. Uh, I think it's, they said through like one through four today, it's going to sound like a freight train rolled through here, but, but, um, it is what it is, man. You know, you just batten down the hatches and do what you can. Yeah. So down there in Florida with the hurricane, was it Ian? Ian. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I got family down in Tampa and stuff. So it's like, I've been kind of reaching out to them and, uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, I just hope that everybody stays safe and kind of, you know, like it looks like your dad's used to it. It almost looks like something from that movie, The Purge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are, are, is your family in Tampa or are they like south, south of Tampa? So Tampa should be okay for the most part. At least that's what they're projecting. You know, you never really know with these things because it was supposed to be a direct hit at Tampa on Monday. So I said, I t- told my girlfriend, I said, well, let's go south of it to my dad's in Naples. And sure enough, the storm <laughs> turned. And now, I mean, just, we it's went like straight the, to the path. Yeah. It's like when you sit by the campfire and the smoke's hitting your face. So you move to the other chair and then the smoke comes over there. It's yep. like following you. <laughs> yeah. We're the magnets. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get a quick background uh, with them. So, um, originally what'd you want to be when you grew up? I've always wanted to be a musician, man. Since I can remember, uh, seven or eight years old, I was obsessed with Kiss and Aerosmith and Leonard Skinner. And, uh, I've played guitar and sang, you know, it's back, back to, to that point, you know? Um, and I just love it. Love playing, love singing, love performing, love writing. And that's what I really always wanted to do. So nice. Yeah. Oh, real quick. I forgot to, I got to point out for, for the audience. Yes. I realize my shirt blends with the, the green screen, but uh, we're approaching Halloween. I think it looks kind of cool and creepy. So what's that little devil on there? Is that a devil? Yeah. Yeah. A little devil guy uh, over like a uh, stuffed pig. And uh, it's for this band, the Altar Boys. It's for their, their song uh, "Pigs and Pineapples," and awesome. uh, it's kind of there's a, it's a it's a cool little little song. But it's like a festive shirt. It's like a light blue shirt. And I was like, well, it's kind of tropical, you know. Florida's usually nice, so you know, I'd be a little tropical. We're coming up on Halloween too. I got kind of a grim looking shirt on Power Trip, you know. They're nightmare logic that's this that's that record yeah great band man shame we lost a singer yeah he was awesome man riley gale rest in peace yep and then um so you said you've always kind of wanted to be a musician so when was it that uh you kind of like discovered music and what drew you in um i was about i'd say six or seven years old you know, it's probably a cliche story, but I was walking through the mall and I saw a poster, a Kiss poster on the Sam Goody glass. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I think my mom said something to me like, oh, don't, don't worry about that. That's, you don't need, you don't need to know about that. So of course I was, I, I need to know about that, you know? So, 
I uh, grabbed all of my grandma had like these, she gave us these state quarter folders with all the state quarters in it. And I, I grabbed my sister's and mine and it was like 12 bucks total. And I took it down to the mall and piled up all the quarters and bought Kiss Alive. And um, from then on, man, that's, I was obsessed. Yeah, that was my gateway as well, man. It's funny. I've shared this story numerous times on here, but it's like, it was Christmas and my, my sister was big into like Leaf Garrett and Rod Stewart and stuff like that. And she was just opening these albums, you know? And then, uh, was that, is that part of the storm? <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was the shutters. <laughs> oh, nice. So, uh, there. yeah. So she's opening the albums and all of a sudden somebody decided to buy her kiss alive. And she was like, what is this? You know, and I'm younger, you know, and I'm sitting across the room and I'm just like, Oh, you know, I'll take that. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. You know, and kiss alive. I think it's a classic gateway record as you know, you said gateway. That's so true. It's they're they're such a gateway band for so many people. And, uh, you know, I think that record, I had it in CD form, but still you were able to to open up the, the the booklet and see all the pictures. I think that show was at like Cobo hall or something like that. You see all the pictures of the lights and the yeah. packed crowd and them all and, and, and their makeup and stuff. And it, uh, it draws you in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The visual, they knew what they were doing. The marketing was, was great. Yeah. But, and, uh, then, and then, and then you discover Metallica and Ozzy and, and all that stuff. And then as I got older, I, I went into the more modern sort of hard, hard rock metal bands and found grunge, you know, and so. Yeah. And what kind of led you to uh, vocals? Uh, you know, I think that I picked up a guitar when I was about six or seven, when I found that kiss record and it's hard to pick up a guitar when you're a young kid, you know, your hands aren't fully formed yet. I think you, at least me, I lacked the patience um and singing was something I, I discovered that i was at least able to sing in tune i'm sure i didn't sing well but i was at least able to just kind of sing along with the records and uh there was a karaoke night and I, i'd sing like whole lot of love or sweet child of mine and and i just loved it man i just loved performing i i guess i wanted the attention you know yeah yeah, I mean, I, and same thing, man. I could never, you know, at a young age, I couldn't really play guitar, but but I did kill it on the tennis racket in my garage when I jam along, you know. Yeah, you know, whatever makes you, whatever whatever makes you feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so you you get into you kind of get drawn then to vocals. You're going through school like. Uh, you meet some other like-minded people start trading music and then start forming bands in high school and stuff that that's right yeah and then you know as i got older i, I learned how to play guitar adequately you know i wouldn't say well but I, I learned how to play guitar enough that i could sing you know enough that it enabled me to sing and play live and, and join bands and and uh, i joined bands and you know, I lived in a small town in Connecticut. There wasn't a whole lot to do. And there was this, they really, you know, I, I give the town a lot of credit. They really uh, championed arts and, and music. And there was a pool of great musicians where I was from um, that I was able to, to work and collaborate with. And then as I got to be 18, I started playing in the bars and all that stuff. And fast forward 
you know, eight to 10 years after that. And I met the guys in weapons down here in Florida um, through a mutual friend. And we've been, uh, I joined about a year ago and we've been making music and we're putting out, uh, we put out our first single and we're putting out more songs here as, as uh, the months go by. So. Yeah. So, uh, so you originally were up in Connecticut and playing and that, uh, what was that music scene like? And then how did you connect with these guys down here in Florida? Uh, Connecticut music scene was, like I said, I came from a town that really championed like arts and there were a lot of youth centers. And at that time, you know, that was about 07, 08. Uh, a lot of like the hardcore bands, there was like a big resurgence of like emo and hardcore. And a lot of them were coming through those youth centers. Um, and that just kind of, you know, it definitely was teen angsty music that we all got into. And, um, and, you know, after, after high school, um, discovered that I could also play music and make some money doing what I love playing in those bars. And over time, uh, my, my path, just like family path and stuff brought me down to Florida and the weapons guys happened to just move down to Florida and we were in the same area. They were looking for, for a singer and, uh, I got hooked up with them and they, you know, I dug their music. I dug, I dug what they had done before me. Uh, I was a fan and, uh, I definitely was anxious to get into the audition. And I think I was a little nervous the first time, but they gave me a second chance and, uh, it definitely felt right that second time we got together and it's been so much fun ever since. Nice. So, yeah, so you said you moved down there, like, how many years ago now you've been down in Florida? Five years. Five years. And then yeah. um, immediately kind of started playing out there before you connected with those guys, or did you know them before you? You know, I had been in a band. Um, I had been in, a, in the Northeast where I moved down from. I was in a band, you know, bar band, played a lot of covers. We'd play 200 and... 30 240 shows a year up and down the upper east coast it was a lot of fun it was like it was hard you know it was a lot of traveling and a lot of playing uh and i'd moved down here my mom had passed away so i wanted to be with my family and i i i kind of gave up music i was like i need to get a regular job i need to make a living i need to so i got a medical sales gig for like three years and you know i was just miserable man it's not it's not what i do so I was yeah. playing weekend gigs the entire time I was doing that. And finally, uh, it just made sense to me that I was able to sustain a decent living playing in Florida. There's so many gig opportunities down here. And even when I'm playing those covers and stuff, it keeps me sharp and keeps me, uh, keeps my chops up to play in the original band weapons. And, um, so yeah, man, I just, I said, I'm not going to fight this anymore. I'm, I'm not going to do a job that I hate. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to play music and, uh, that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's been liberating just accepting that, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. I mean, and it's great if you got a good support system too. It's like, you know, some of us grow up in families is like, no, get your head out of the clouds. Those are just dreams. Those are for other people. You know, you have to do this. You have to go work at this factory, like your grandfather and father and, you know, yeah. and it just sucks, man, because you just feel like like you said, lifeless. And then when you find your passion and just finally just go for it, man, it's like, you're not even, it's not work, you know? 
Yeah, and it's it's cliche to say, but if you know, it feels like this unattainable, unreachable thing, and then you just put one foot in front of the other, and you know, at some point, if you work hard, you realize like this is doable, man. I can do this, you know. Um, and then you know, something might come along like meeting the weapons guys, you know, and uh, but you'll never know if you don't try to do it. So yeah, exactly. So, yeah, let's talk about the uh, joining uh, weapons um, because, uh, you know, I, they, they were already kind of like established for a little bit and uh, you're, you're coming in and I think uh, like Lania. Lunia. Lunia. Yeah. Our drummer well? Lunia. Yeah. She came in about the same time I did. Okay. Um, now, did you guys know each other beforehand or? She was uh, on the scene. Uh, we didn't know each other, um, but she played in some bands, uh, like, you know, some bar bands I had heard of uh, in the area. And, yeah, they just, you know, COVID kind of happened and kind of, I guess, sort of bucked a lot of things that, you know, all these, all the bands had going on. And yeah. uh, so they found themselves having to kind of reset after COVID and they, uh, a guy who I was, uh, who was a really good friend of mine linked me and weapons up. And then I didn't know Lunia. It wasn't through, through me or anything like that, but we just, they, they had found her on the scene and we, we both came in at the same time and it's been, it's been a lot of fun, man. And she's been an awesome kind of counterpart, you know, to come into a new band with. So that's been great. Yeah. And then, um, so you didn't really know the the guys personally or whatever through the scene beforehand. It wasn't until you kind of got, they were looking for somebody and your friend kind of connected you. Yeah. They, they had uh, come down from New Jersey, uh, you know, about the time COVID hit and, uh, and that's when my friend connected us. And then, you know, like kind of listening to, I mean, they'd already been established. I don't I forget like how many years, uh previous but then coming in you know two new uh parts to the recipe i guess um like what's that been like coming in and uh, what do you feel you guys have contributed to you know to to know this is okay this is we have the the right fix now well you know it's always you know regardless of what band you're coming into you always want to impress at the beginning and i think there's a level of nerves no matter no matter what band you're coming into, like I want to do a great job, you know? And um, so there, there was some of that, but I mean, we have such a fun time just hanging out, man, that that went away pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're making music and you're making more so than even making music, you're making rock and roll together. And it's just the best time ever. And at some point, you know, we take ourselves seriously when it's the right time to, but Overall, we try not to take it too serious. We try to remember that we're a rock and roll band, man. We're all just lucky to be playing and and um, we're lucky to be able to do what we love and, and, and do it together. So there's an element of that that makes all of the nerves and stuff of joining a new band go away. And then I think once you hit that stride, you, you really start to make your best work. So we're, we're kind of entering that era now and, and that's where the fun really begins, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and that's, you know, that's so key to have that, you know, to build those like that foundation, those relationships, because, uh, you know, when you guys 
are on the road living in a, you know, in a vehicle together, you know, having to smell each other's, you know, for the, yep. for uh, how many days out on the road and just deal with each other. It's just like, you know, it makes it a lot easier knowing that you already have like a, a foundation of a friendship than, you know, just I'll tell you, business partners. We're, we're yet to embark on like our first real long road journey. Uh, and hopefully it's coming soon. I think probably, you know, end of the year or next year, uh, we'll be out there on the road promoting a bunch of these songs. But uh, I feel fortunate to say that in my in my dealings with them so far, it's a pretty hygienic crew, you know, well showered, <laughs> well groomed. Nobody eats like ter- too terrible, you know. So I think uh, I think as far as the the odors go, uh, this is one of the better crews I've 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 been in a band with. So I feel fortunate <laughs> in that way too. Nice. And, and then. Um... Like the the name Weapons of a New kind of like caught my curiosity. Has have uh, you talked to them? Have they shared with you like what was the inspiration with that? Or you know, man, I've honestly been wondering the same thing myself. Uh, I, I'll have to ask them. You know, uh, I, I don't know what the exact story is behind it. So it just every time I've been meaning to ask, we end up we we get to hanging out and playing, and I just forget to ask. Um, <laughs> But nice. I dig the name. It's a strong name, you know. W O A makes for a cool logo, and uh, they got some cool, cool logo, and it lends itself to neat artwork. So, I mean, yeah, that. yeah. I just, I was just curious because you know, it's like I've been a, um, I'm retired military, and then I'm just like, hmm, weapons of a new. It's like you know, well, we're fighting a different war with less pe- boots on ground and more technology, and. You know, they can get us with sound rays. And I mean, I was going deep down the rabbit hole and I'm like, I wonder what they know, you know, but. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I I wonder if there's a story behind it or if it's kind of, you know, made something serious like that or something sort of jokingly, you know, it's like you go back to the Foo Fighters and I think Dave Grohl, don't quote me on this, but it's something along the lines of he just didn't know what to call it. And he, he picked Foo Fighters and it's kind of, if you think about the name itself, it's kind of ridiculous, but they're the Foo Fighters, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's just all about, it's all about how you get up there and if you kick ass live and make great music, then the band name gets more power regardless of what it is, you know? Exactly. And then, um, so as you mentioned, you guys uh, have the uh the single break the ties that's been released you got a video for it um i'm assuming this is something that you've had a part of creating um i put my vocal stamp on it this first batch of songs uh were kind of arranged and uh, largely created before i came in so i went into the studio but i worked with our producer mike ferretti and we definitely put my vocal stamp on it and uh I had some, um, I had some, some input, you know, in, in terms of the uh, the vocal dynamics I was able to put down. So I'm stoked on that. Hey, baby, this is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy, and I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle, and the name is Dream. 
nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, dream nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash BOONDOG10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. Gotcha. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a curious fella. And every time I hear different names, I'm like, okay, well, what was the inspiration behind writing that? Um, like, what's yeah, so the inspiration that- behind Break the Ties? Freddie and... Uh- our producer and a few writers um, had sort of the uh, um, creative input on this first batch of tunes. And then I came in and, and was able to put a little bit of input in, but, but I'll definitely be writing uh, and creating and and putting um, my, my writing into it in the future. So I'm stoked on that too. Cool. And then, uh, like you said, you guys have a video for, uh, for that song out. And uh, was this like, this was coming obviously kind of off the, well, I mean, you guys were in Florida, so you guys were a lot more open than the rest of the country, but how did you put the video together and, you know, where was, you know, where was like the location? How'd you guys get together to, to make this video? So um, there's a rehearsal studio we worked at and they had this really cool light wall and we instantly knew that it was going to be an awesome spot for a video so we took it on over to there and we uh we worked with kill devil films thomas from kill devil films who is just such a great music video filmmaker um he definitely achieved the aesthetic that we were looking for he kind of uh he's definitely influenced in his music videos by like horror elements and while this one was just like a performance video the way he kind of frames it is it's got this visceral almost like for lack of a better word, it's got this visceral sort of violent horror feel to it. So uh, it definitely like captured the intensity of the music pretty well. And um, yeah, man, he's great to work with. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, uh, yeah, I keep forgetting like, you know, um, I mean, Florida had, you know, it was a lot more, more open even during, uh, you know, stuff, which is, uh, you know, personally, I think it was great. Um, but, uh, you know, I know I've talked to other musicians and stuff where they couldn't even get together. They had to make videos like via zoom, you know, and stuff like that. They couldn't even come together during a lot of, for the longest yeah. time. Yeah. 
we were really fortunate, man. You know, as a guy who makes a full-time living playing music in bars, you know, outside of Weapons of a New, uh, I was able to get back in and playing pretty quick compared to the rest of the country. And, you know, God bless a lot of my musician friends around the, around the country. Like, it was really hard for them, I'm sure, uh, oh, yeah. to make it through those times. So I, I feel really blessed and fortunate. And um, it's definitely I, – I really – appreciate florida for that reason yeah for sure and then um so the the uh the album's gonna be titled the art of war uh that's coming out is it complete and is there a date yet for that or are you still kind of putting it together where you're gonna um, be able to add your piece pieces to it it's more or less complete and uh we're looking there's no exact date but we're looking at early spring 2023 um and we're going to be kind of releasing songs up to that point so um probably every couple of months we'll have a new song out for y'all and 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 then we'll take it to the road after that hopefully you know and from what you've heard uh so far and what you've been able to be a part of is there, you know, it's kind of like asking like, you know, who your favorite child is, I guess, sometimes when you create some, uh, such art, but, um, is there like a particular song on this album that you're like, man, I cannot wait till we get to play that in front of a live audience. Um, I really dig the title track and, uh, that, that one's one that I think we're all really stoked to share with you guys. I don't want to reveal anything more than that, but the title track I'm stoked on, Art of War. Nice. And then, um, now, I was reading, too, that uh, you guys in the studio kind of connected with, I don't know, beforehand or whatever, but were able to work with uh, Logan Mater of Machine Head. You talk a little bit about that and what that experience yeah. was like? Yeah, so Freddie and, and Logan uh, worked on break the ties that that came out uh our first single um they, they collaborated on that one and wrote that tune together and that that's what i was saying you know freddie worked with a couple of people uh before i got in there and then i was able to come in and and work with our producer mike ferretti on sort of like i said the song was done but i was able to put my vocal uh my vocal stamp on it so um, but it's awesome that he was able to, to work with Logan and I'm hoping to, uh, get to meet and, and maybe work with Lo Logan sometime in the future. We'll see. Nice. And then, um, now you're attached with, the I, I read, uh, regime music group. Is that the label that it'll be coming out on or is um, that, uh, that's the management, that's our management company that our, our manager, Mike Parrish works with. Okay. And then um what's the label that the album will be coming out on when, when uh it it'll be it'll be independent, but uh Regime Music Group will certainly have um they'll certainly be working with us and, and helping us and providing resources for us. We you know, in today's day and age, there's so many different options to release a record, you know. So many yeah. different configurations you can go with uh than the traditional sort of record label release so but regime will definitely be a, a big part of, of of helping us release it nice and then like um if fans like want to uh purchase some of the music you guys 
are releasing or have have out already? Like where where would they go? So initially, right now, as we sort of release these singles uh, digitally, Apple Music, um, you can you can stream it on all the streaming platforms, and then Apple Music and all the other streaming platforms listed in our link tree. And you'll be able to find all of our music. If you just, it's simple as typing in weapons of a new one on Google, everything will come up and you'll be able to find, you know, where, wherever you consume your music. And then, you know, down the line, as we, as we get a record out, we'll definitely be doing some physical stuff too. Nice. And then, um, I mean, being, you know, you said you've been a year in now with the group. Um, what kind of goals do you have for yourself, you know, as a musician, but also, uh, for your your growth with with uh, weapons, uh, what kind of like goals do you have going forward? Um, I'm definitely just really pumped to write and collaborate with them uh, even more in the future, and just be consistent, man. My 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 overall goal is consistency. It's just to put out steady amounts of music for our fan base to to consume and enjoy and get to know us, because uh, ultimately. It's about having that consistency so we can create a relationship with our fans so that live we create the ultimate experience for them. And that's my goal is, is to touch people live, ultimately. That's, uh, to me, rock and roll is, is meant to be consumed and experienced in a live setting. And uh, making music and making art and distributing that is a means to create a better experience for your fans when they come to see you live. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, like, what's something that uh, you feel that you could still improve on? Oh, man, I'm always going to shows, man. I'm always watching front men. And what was the most recent show I went to see? I went to see, um, oh, I saw the Lamb of God Kill Switch Engage tour. and I'm Oh, constantly... that was amazing. I, I saw it when it came through down here. Man, Lamb of God is a sonic punch in the face man i love it it's just so awesome and i I hadn't seen them since 07 the year the Ozfest was free when they were on Ozfest, and that was an intense experience but it was refreshing just to see them live man and um you know there's always something to learn there's always something to learn and i'm i'm always watching i consider randy blythe one of the great front men of my time and you know watching him and then seeing testament a few months ago and watching watching Chuck Billy and watching, um, you know, all the bands I go to see, I'm going to go see in flames and I go and, and I really try to enjoy the show, but also watch from, um, from a lens of what works, what fans are kind of receiving and, and just receive inspiration from, from my favorite bands and favorite front men. And, and I try to see other John, all to all genres of music too. You know, uh, I try to go see, I went to a jazz night, locally and that was amazing recently and uh i I go and watch local music all the time in addition to the bands that we all listen to and love yeah gotcha i I was just at uh uh i think it was last week uh in this moment came through and i was at that show and and like maria brink too she just puts on such a I mean, the whole band, but the whole stage show and then theatrics and everything. It's like, I've always been, you know, like we said, you know, Kiss was the gateway. And then all these other bands that kind of add the theater and and stuff to it has always been like kind of my thing. And she's just amazing. Such an amazing front woman, man. She's so captivating. I have yet to see them live, but I've I've watched so many of their videos and uh, 
I've definitely followed them over the course of their career. I think they were actually at that Bill and Ozfest 072. Don't quote me on that, but but I think that's initially how I discovered them. It was either that or one of the years before or after. But yeah, they've they've been great. They've had a great career, and Maria Brink is so captivating live, you know. Yeah, and it's like since they've been able to kind of establish themselves, and now they're you know they are headlining and stuff. Just they can add more and more to the, the to the whole uh, visual. And if you do get a chance to see them, man, I highly recommend it. It's incredible. Yeah. Like I, you know, like I said, just the videos of them, I'm like drawn in, you know, the live videos I've seen. So I gotta, I gotta go experience it in the flesh for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I want to ask you some of the questions I normally ask uh, guests that I have on here. Uh, and we've talked to, you know, we've covered a lot of artists and music and, and, uh, bands that you're into, but who would you say are your top three musical artists? Oh man, you know, growing up, my I'd say my my favorite band um, was Stone Temple Pilots. I love um, the 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 compositions that the DeLeo brothers come up with, how they incorporate jazz into the music, and I love that sort of um, menacing presence that Scott Weiland had, you know sort of channeling David Bowie and channeling uh, just a prototypical, and I mean that in a good way, like amazing rock front man. Um, and just so captivating. So that's number one. Um, number two, man, it's hard to come up with the top three. Um, yeah. Yeah. You feel that, like you leave I mean, somebody out, you know? Yeah, I can definitely pinpoint STP as probably my favorite band. But then um, I love a band called Thrice. Um, okay. I just think that their songwriting is really amazing. I think they've really been consistent over a long period of time, and that's something I admire about them. And they're always challenging themselves musically. And then um, – so that might be my second favorite band. And then uh, number three – Probably Stevie Ray Vaughan. I just, I mean, that guy just used to destroy guitars in the best way. And um, the passion he put into his music was on parallel. Nice. And then um, is there a particular song that you feel has been like a go-to, like has inspired you in life um, that whenever you're going through a rough time, it never gets old. You put it on your, it's on your playlist and kind of helps motivate you again it might be a cliche answer but nutshell by alice in chains man you know there's like it's uh it's kind of this somber song that might sort of bring you down but when i'm having a hard time there's something about the calmness of it and the um the sort of feeling that somebody out there understands you know the struggle you might be going through that that is that song to me so i'd say nutshell by alice in chains nice and then uh, what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? This is a great question. Um, I'd say a class that exists would be history. Uh, you know, you should understand history and you should understand how not to repeat it and on it there's lessons to be learned on a macro level but also on a micro level 
but a class that doesn't really that's you know didn't exist when I was in high school is just like there needs to be a better personal finances class man you know that's something you just learn on the fly in life once you get out into the world um but they they need to teach that more so than calculus or geometry or something like that you know yeah agree 100 percent. and that's usually like the top one that people give me is you know something with finances or taxes and stuff like that so i guess i gave you two but one that exists is history and one that, that, that doesn't they need to do like a personal finance thing great and then um who are three people who've inspired you or you can credit for making you the person you are today? My mom's number one who's since passed. Um, she just, you know, it's, it's cheesy to say, but she loved the, the, the hell out of me my whole life and always supported me musically and took me to shows and uh, definitely fashion the person who I am today. Um, number two, Ooh. probably my best friend, Drew Arcolio, who's an amazing, Drew Cole, Drew Cole, who's an amazing singer, you know, singer songwriter in his own right. And, uh, you know, him and I grew up, discovered music together and uh, kind of hit every coming of age point together. And then number three, my grandfather, um, my grand, my, my grandfather on my dad's side, who was just a music enthusiast and lover of life and, Overall, amazing, amazing guy. Nice. And then uh, are there any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Um, off the, you know, I went to Penn State. I'm a Penn State alumni. Um, and they have, a, they have a event every year called THON. And they... Um, it goes to a organization called the four diamonds fund, which is affiliated with Hershey hospital. And any kid that battles pediatric cancer has all of their expenses covered if they go to Hershey hospital and they're in that area. So Penn state dance marathon, Don. Nice. And then uh, favorite toy as a child. Does a guitar count? It could. Something something not related. Okay. Yeah, something uh, toy. <laughs> something more toy. Um, yeah. Something that brought out the, you know, made you use your imagination. I love the yo-yo, dude. It's, it's such a time killer. You can come up with tons of cool tricks. I actually got almost embarrassingly good at it. Uh, not as good right. as some of my friends, but yo-yo for sure sometimes i still spin one around with my niece with my nieces and nephews oh you gotta you gotta bring that into the live show you know you have the guitar solo you have the drum solo and then you come out and do a yo-yo tricks or something just hit the cats awesome. hit the cat's cradle right in the middle of a guitar solo <laughs> yeah that'd be incredible <laughs> <laughs> and then um any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas oh man Thank you from the bottom of my heart, obviously. Um, you know, and that goes to all branches, foreign and domestic. I'm sure I'm sure we'll have some military involved right now with this hurricane. And, you know, my prayers go out to anybody who's actively serving right now. Uh, it's a dangerous job. And 
weapons of a new definitely definitely appreciates the military uh that's definitely a, i think our music is is um sort of attractive to people that are go through the struggle on a day-to-day -day basis uh in any kind of way in my hard-working um america and the military is definitely a part of that demographic so we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts nice and then um yeah well speaking of of which you know uh you know down there right now like you said during uh in the middle of the hurricane i guess we should give a shout out to your cell phone provider that you stayed clear for the whole interview Dude, we haven't lost power yet. I'm like shocked because this, I mean, these storm shutters have been ripping, man. I'm yeah, like, it's like, I'm constantly like looking up on this interview. I feel, I feel, <laughs> but man, it's, uh, you can see it's just like, it's coming in and in and in crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 I don't, I guess this isn't your dad's first rodeo with these, huh? <laughs> No, you know, and uh, in the community he bought this place in, they're they're crazy about hurricane preparation because it is North Naples, Florida, where he lives. So they uh, this ain't their first rodeo, you know. Yeah, well, you know, definitely sending prayers and 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 everything down to you guys. Uh, make it through this. Uh, hopefully, you know, not too much damage or a loss of life and you guys are able to then you know get back out and start doing your thing man uh i appreciate your time and um like uh well real quick before i let you go you mind do me one favor yeah not at all what's up i uh, want to cut a promo id for the show just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle absolutely tell me when whenever you're ready Okay. Hey guys, my name is Richie Hume from Weapons of a New, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle podcast. Rock on. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure getting to talk to you and uh, see a little bit of uh, what the bunkers are like there in Florida for the, for the hurricanes. And um, like one last time, if, if anybody wants to check out your guys' stuff and support you guys, where would you send them? Weapons of a new, a new one word, weapons of a new, just type it in on Google and uh, the website will come up along with all social media platforms and uh, streaming platforms. Awesome, man. All right. Well, thanks again for your time, Richie. And, uh, you know, good luck with everything the next few days. Hey, thanks so much, man. Great meeting you. And I really appreciate you having me on.
W Story, brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. Remember is that Pegasus tattoo? Oh my God! It looks like this. We're down in Puerto Rico, right? We're on the beach, and this beautiful girl from New York comes up and sits. Can I sit with you guys? Okay. I've seen him this summer. So she goes. She goes. Oh, I gotta go to the restroom. Can you guys watch my camera? He goes. Okay. So Al grabs the camera. Chris goes like one of these, whips it out, and shows the family jewels. Never take the guy's face. You don't take pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he takes a picture, put it back Little on the blanket, you know, or something yeah. on the beach. She goes yes, home to, you know, ACU too. Alcohol consumption unit. Her, uh, we are. Hells Angels How boyfriend you doing? in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Got them all developed. 67. 68. I guess the next year. No kidding. Or the year after that. Okay. All right. We're all flying down Over to the fence. Puerto okay. Rico again to do another right over there. Because because hey. I was the only one that didn't have a ticket at the airport. <laughs> yeah. That kind of rang a bell. Bing. Screwed up. <laughs> and brought back some memories, huh? Delayed. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. those guys got there, yep. and they were waiting so, for our whole unit at the airport to show up Good and group. take your yeah. blouses yep. off, and they were checking for my tattoo. She was. She was. And he took the picture with my tattoo. She was. She was. He just had enough of his pe Pegasus tattoo on his arm <laughs> to give him away. <laughs> So we we, we, pull, we pull up and I'm in a bus, you know, and I'm looking. I look down and I see that girl standing there, and I'm like, "Hey, that's that chick from last year." And we, think she's, we think she's part of the convoy to take every, us back. Everybody Talk about harboring resentments. Everybody Jeez. that got off that <laughs> everybody that got off that bus, she's like, "Come here." She was a little upset. She's and, pulling everybody. And, and it, once shirt I'm, look, I'm like. She's looking for Chris. <laughs> well, he's dialing me. I'm Holy on the last flight. There's yeah. no like cell phone detection. Keep right, your right. bras on when you get here. Don't take it off. Head straight for camp. Don't he, talk to nobody. He pulls in. He's like, hey, guys. We're like, come here. <laughs> Put a sheet over him. Off right to camp. Put a blanket on him. You know, like, <laughs> like, like we're hiding hot. the president or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondogger. listening once again to today's boondoggle radio show please be sure to check out our website 
DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash Today's Boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via todaysboondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's today's boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into today's boondoggle. Thank mm-hmm. you.